0: Welcome to the SIFT Spoil for Wonder Woman 1984. Um, We are going to now speak unhindered by the chains and shackles of spoilers. We will now say whatever we want about this plot, so be fair-warned. We're going to talk about all the hanging threads, romances, jokes, Easter eggs, cameos, deaths, resurrections, and post-credit sequences. They'll die. Of Wonder Woman 1984. Um, Okay. This I have so much to say, and it really is I want you to just go off. Now listen. Now listen. It really is one of those things that is probably the most annoying part of fandom. And I'm I'm aware of that. But there there's just something that happens when a movie clicks with you in a negative way where you just start to just see. All the things you hate about it and all the moments that don't make sense to you, and all those things. And I don't want to spend forever on this, but there were some I wanted to pull out. Starting with why is Trevor in this movie? Why is Steve Trevor even in the Wonder Woman sequel? There is a reason it is financial, there is a reason it is, it is, it was. Something that had to happen because the chemistry between Gal and Pine is just too good to pass up on. And it feels like they worked backwards from that. And that's just not the best way to to tell a story. And I I beyond the fact that he's even in this movie, and beyond the fact that the way they get him in this movie is, you know, through this magical MacGuffin that can just do whatever it does. Um And beyond those two things, I just have to say how silly it is that in a, a movie franchise that is so much about what it means to be a female superhero that we start this movie with her still pining after him after all of these years. <laughs> like, the, I, I just... She, I would have, I, I don't know, that just sat so wrong with me that the center of this movie is she has to get her man back. Like, I yeah. just, that was just really rough on me. I don't know. Did that not hit either of you guys that way?
1: 100%, yeah. John, how? Yeah. Sure. I, yeah,
0: it's like,
2: why, why wasn't Careless Whisper playing, you know?
1: I'm never <laughs> gonna dance again. I mean, you know.
2: Well, I mean, he even says, like, at the point of the movie, he's just like, he kind of mansplains to her a little bit. He's mm-hmm. like, there's, there are better dudes than me. <laughs> like, I think, I think that's why it's like probably a good choice that they start the movie with her as a kid and kind of getting a sense of like how she latches on to things. And I mean, it's clear that she has like imprinted on this guy that he has just had such an effect on her that she's having trouble like loving again and moving on and moving past it. I think the movie could have done she a much two better weeks. job. right but and i think the movie could have done a much better job of like showing like what she's been through and maybe if she had tried to like get over it but like there's this idea there could have been this idea of her not being able to really like click with people because she feels like she's just going to lose them and because of her aging and everything like that and like i could see a way for this movie to still fit him in and for all of that to fit more elegantly but yeah i think it does come across as like pining over somebody you know who was he was great you know, don't get me wrong, L- but, literally you know, Chris
0: pining over him, yes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> she she ha- clearly like the Robin Wright character like she doesn't really think about her and like she knew her for centuries. <laughs> and so right. it's yeah. just kind of weird.
1: Yeah, yeah I, she she literally latched onto literally the first guy she ever met. And she knew him for less than 2 weeks and now after 60 70 years can't move on that's
2: you no, have to explain I'm, it you have to do a better job of present because it is possible difficult but possible to make that make yeah. sense of like well she's been busy or something or <laughs> like she's been doing <laughs> she's been so distracted and now she's feeling like you know nothing has ever been as good as like those two weeks you you could explain it better but they don't
0: yeah, yeah. and then and then also the other part of that is i'm not sure what the movie wants us to believe about the mechanic as well are we to believe through the the Steve uh, Trevor character saying things like "I went somewhere and I'm not sure where it was, but I think it was good and but I don't know it was the
2: great beyond.
1: It was yeah, it was and and, and he was not he was 22. He
0: was 22.
2: He was, was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> was Doctor Borden scene or whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: are we supposed to believe then that this is actually Steve Trevor's soul? Uh, sorry to do the crossover even further that has been put into another person for, for a little while. And if that is the case, why is that person so completely unfazed and unfreaked out when we see them next? If he just lost several days, like I I don't like, I'm I'm not sure what the movie is trying to tell us about that mechanic, like how it works or like, I just couldn't follow it.
2: It's also ethically messed up that she like has relations with this guy without his knowledge. Yes. (laughs) It's like, it's, that's kind of a no-no there. I that was a bit weird. Yeah, and, and yeah.
1: If it, if you're gonna do it, don't do the uh, soul inside a new body. Just if you're gonna do yeah. it, just bring Trevor back. You know, you don't need to have him in somebody else's body. Just have him plop down somewhere and go. Where am I? You know, and just have him walk around. 100%. Oh, everything's so weird now. I don't yeah. know why I'm talking like Barney Fife, but
0: <laughs> <laughs> it just introduces a mechanic that was completely unnecessary and doesn't make yeah. any sense when you try to think about it. Or, or like you said, and it's the, problems. It, it's problematic in many ways. Um, you know, it, it brings us the reverse outfit scene, right? Like we get the mirror of the outfit scene oh, from the God. first, you know, Wonder Woman, but this time with Chris Pine. Um, but yeah, I just again, I think it's just it is a it is a it is a choice that is is backwards, right? It is starting with the end and trying to figure out how to get there. At least that's what it feels like to me. We want Chris Pine back. Here's how we're gonna try to figure out how to do it. Um, and that's what it felt like to me. Um all right, yeah. let's uh, there are a couple other things that I just I have to mention. I don't do understand it. I don't understand Chris Pine or sorry, Steve Trevor's uh level of um fascination with technology the way this movie presents it. giddiness. I get the idea that he wouldn't have seen an escalator before, but he walks on the escalator and it's like he's amazed that it's moving him up in space. Like, how is it... you would get that there's a machine that you're standing on that's moving you up. he's looking around like it's magic or something. He's yeah. in, he's in planes I and, don't know. i I don't know. I just i that was one of those things that that like I said, I get this is the worst of fandom. I understand what I'm doing here. I understand that sometimes you watch <laughs> but you're and, right. You watch a movie and it just it doesn't work for you. and so you see all these things. But it was just one where I'm like, He's not dumb. He's not an idiot. And in fact, he was a technological person of his age. Like, I would think if I went ahead 80 years and I was, or 70 years or whatever, and I was amazed by some piece of technology, I, would, I, I wouldn't I would be, um, I would be floored, but then I would be like, okay, here's what's happening. Here's how this works. Oh, I get what this is, you know, especially if it's a moving staircase. That's not a hard one to What sorcery make. is this?
2: <laughs> like I don't know. Because I know so many people who are like, you know, they they look at a phone or something and they can't figure it out or they treat it like it's magical. That makes like,
0: so much more sense to me. A cell phone would have made so much more sense, but an escalator. It's just like I don't know. And some of the planned yeah. stuff, I'm like, you know.
2: I think I with know. the escalator though, it's like I don't know. He he. We're talking about a guy who died in like the 19 teens, right? So like that yeah. is pretty. I don't know. I, I think that is for him pretty futuristic, and I I didn't I didn't even think about
0: that. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. I'm oh. absolutely nitpicking.
1: Yeah. He uh, died in the 1910s, but he is perfectly okay and capable of flying a Harrier jet. Which, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, just his his old planes started with a key turn. They're they're, they're mechanical. <laughs> There's no electronics in them. And then all of a sudden, you put him inside this Harrier jumbo jet or jet fighter, and he's able to take off. He just okay. So yeah, this is this this is this this totally makes sense. That's probably my least favorite scene in the entire movie. The Because it's the un- invisible jet force as well. That stupid forcing of the invisible jet that if she has this power where she can create a force field that hides anything inside of it, that is not a one and done power. <laughs> that is that is the in- most insane and for her to go oh my father hid the mascara from you know from the eyes of the world you know for eons and millennia I've been trying to do it cuz I have that I have just because your dad's Zeus doesn't mean that you have all of his powers you know
2: I still kind um, of get annoyed that her dad is Zeus. I think it would be so much cooler if her dad had been the God of war. That's, that's a nitpick from the oh, first Ares? movie, but yeah, just like give her some sort of like conflict of like being somebody who's designed for war or has like this warfare conflict. But instead she's like, I don't know. It's not as interesting to me, but yeah. no, I totally agree. The invisibility thing is like, you don't need it. I think Though the reason these these criticisms don't register with me and, like, make me hate it is is because the outcomes work. Because, like, even though you have that scene right after, you have this awesome scene where they're going through the fireworks and it's beautiful and there's a connection there. And, you know, it's the same thing with Chris Pine. I agree that, like, it's really weird that she's still in love with this guy for after so long, but the result is that we get to have Chris Pine and Gal Gadot, you know, engaging <laughs> no, with I each other. It. And then I'm just sort of like, I forgive Listen, you movie. Uh,
0: I know I have my movies like this. Usually they're rock movies. Uh, you know, I, ha- I have the same blind spot in some movies. but um, So I get that. Uh, I want to take off what you're saying about the jet and it being your, your worst part, because that's also where we get the flying is easy, it's wind and air speech. Um, because yes, you know, that's, that's all it takes to fly is just understanding that wind and air are involved. Uh, and and
2: somebody just mentioning it, (laughs) right? You just mention it
0: and then, then wonder woman knows how to fly now and now she can fly places. Uh, so yeah.
3: (laughs) This is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall. He knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working. The HVAC is humming and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus twenty-four seven customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quitgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Uh,
1: I wonder Woman could always fly. That's that's not something that's I it, was like shocked about. Right, but it's new to this uh, movie. It's saying it's that that's new to how this she, movie that's it's saying that's how she learned to fly. Yeah, but I I would have been more appreciative of she learned how to fly because of her, lo- her initial love for Steve Trevor and that he was a pilot and that you know like you know not mm-hmm. just that one speech but like expand on that you know like make the fact that you know he loved to fly that that you know that's how you connect t- to Trevor you know that that's how you connect so you yeah. literally learn to fly and that is like how you like don't have Trevor in the movie at all, unless you want to have like a, like a ghost show up and be like, uh, "This is how you could stay with me whenever you fly. I'll be there with you." Some some cheesy line like that that people would eat up, you know. Um, but that whole like, oh yeah, it's a uh, it's movement and air. It's windy. That's how you. That's how you fly. <laughs>
0: well, I, don't get me wrong. This movie. The way it is constructed needs Steve Trevor. He is a crucial part of the plot of this movie and and the theme of what, you know, it's trying to say about because he
1: is her cheat. Like having him is Let- a cheat. Let me rephrase the movie would be way better if Steve Trevor wasn't in this movie except for you know <laughs> right, and they 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 just totally reworked everything. Have the dreams don't even have the dreamstone or or have the dreamstone in it. I don't know just do it if you're gonna movie. have the Compl- <laughs> yeah if you're gonna have the dreamstone, actually have the dreamstone that's in the comics and not some weird monkey paw that you made up, but uh.
0: Uh, i've got a couple more things i promise i 'll be i'll be done i 'll be done soon um I have to talk about the the mall scene that is our first big action set piece after Ugh. the opening um the 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 idea that she is maintaining some sort of secrecy is so ridiculous i like, yeah. I cannot even handle it like I just like she knocks out the cameras with her you know um Whatever, her headband boomerang thing. Yeah. Tiara. And and that that'd be all fine and dandy if there weren't hundreds of first hand witnesses uh yeah. of uh, the amazing feats that she's doing and the colorful outfit that she's in. And then the news guy is like, well, there, there's some rumors that this was uh, a powerful woman. And it's like, no, people will tell you exactly what happened in there because they yeah. saw it with their own eyes. And the fact that she shushes one little girl is supposed to like somehow relieve that logical inconsistency because that little girl's not going to tell, so none of the hundreds of other people are going to tell? Mm. I just... The the way this movie handles
1: that is just I, it's an affront to my intelligence. I felt hey, like Aaron. It's not like she has the ability to make herself go invisible. Oh <laughs> wait,
2: <away. laughs> she's not a coffee cup. Right. I you yeah. know. I think though that they sort of salvage this over the course of the movie because it's sort of implied that it's not like she does this a lot. Like she's right. clearly doing this because it's connected to like the the art thief thing that's going mm-hmm. on and the dream. The Dreamstone getting into the hands of the FBI and all that stuff. I think the implication is supposed to be that yeah, she shows up from time to time. People see this crazy thing, but there's no pictures of it, and there's just descriptions, and so it's very vague. And that's how she likes to keep it. And I don't know. It, it wasn't. A, I didn't get the implication. It's that nobody knows she exists. It's that nobody knows who she is, which why she's here, and that's why she's still like she's a mystery. She's like a vigilante that no one knows what to make of, and that's why. Uh, you know uh, you can i guess sort of infer from this movie that in the dc universe you eventually get to her showing up for doomsday and you know nobody knows who she is except for some files from lexley thor and and this reality the cold war ended by wishes so (laughs) that's guess that does that does inform some of what the dc is is doing right uh
1: Mm. yeah yeah we could talk about um uh Ravi Patel who played Babajita, a very Mayan name, played by a very Mayan actor, you know.
0: The the uh the uh the oh what was the character? I can't I was gonna say there's a character in soul. Um the the sign twirler just reminded me those two characters. Oh, uh, play moon the Moon Shadow role. or Yeah, Moon Shadow. Like He's that. the Moon Shadow of of Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. Yeah. Yeah, um, very quick
2: throwaway scene there's so many scenes in here they could have cut out honestly yeah. that you know that we didn't so even long. talk about Movie. that we
0: didn't even talk about the fact that this thing's two and a half hours long yeah. like it did yeah. not
2: need to be that long uh, for can sure she's only in the about... costume once in the first hour 20
1: yeah yeah we need to talk about the atrociously bad CGI fight between Wonder Woman and Cheetah <laughs> sure go ahead done, yeah. done at night you can barely see what's going on that way, you know they didn't spend a lot on the on the visual effects. Whenever there's a fight at night, you know that they did. They're like, "Yeah, oh, we'll hide everything in shadow." Mm-hmm. It, it was so it's the, the Dark Tower corollary. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: um, um, what was it? it's the uh, cheetah is supposed to be the equal and sometimes the more advanced fighter. Than Diana Prince in the comics, I- I'll give the movie grace that it didn't. It's not the same origin as Barbara, as it is in the uh, the comic books. Marvel does that all the time. If you look at Drax, he is nothing, nothing at all like uh, how he is in the comic books. But so I'll give it grace. But if you're gonna do it, do it with the same amount of love you would for that character. This this turning her into a cat because she wished to be a yeah, cat. Like, I kind of want to be a... I want to be an I be apex predator. Apex predator.
0: Yeah, that's what it is. Oh.
1: And if you're going to... Cheetahs aren't even the most apex of cats. <laughs> like, you, you know, it's like... So make, have, make it to some, something that makes sense. Is It was a bad fight and... oh. Oh, I just remembered my absolute least favorite part of this movie, the thing I hated about this movie the most, and that is every single person in the world decided to renounce their wish. Every
2: single person. Well, not every. It didn't have to be everybody. It was probably just like a bunch of people, right? I, th- I th- people thought the movie that...
0: was pretty clear that every single person did. Every single person. I, th- I That was the every only single- way it worked
1: yeah that's the only way it works because that's what the uh the uh Indian mayans said <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i
0: i that was my impression as well i you know i'm I'm not hundred percent confident of that uh again I've only seen it twice but but yeah my impression was that she got every single person to renounce their wish otherwise you've yeah. just got peop otherwise you one person messes the whole thing up right because yeah depending on what their wish is so yeah
2: i don't know maybe maybe it's more of like not everybody did make a wish or really registered the whole thing and they okay really everybody who us. made a
1: wish renounced
2: their yeah. wish yeah. and After everybody who made it, would, it was about to end everybody who made a wish even...
0: made the most greedy and power hungry wish they could think of or <laughs> yeah
1: i would guarantee not even half of the people would renounce their wish 75% if you were the person the- that was
0: like, "I hope you drop dead," yeah, you're probably renouncing that wish. But if if yeah. you know if you're the person that you know wanted a million dollars, I I don't know that you
2: renounce that wish.
1: No,
0: I don't know. Uh, also, the yeah. person
2: who was like, "I want to be famous," and then immediately regretted it. <laughs> That's right. Oh yeah, look there they are.
0: Um, okay, uh, <laughs> one other thing I wanted to talk about is how this movie gives in to, it doesn't trust the audience in its dialogue as well. And there are several examples of this, just a couple that I, I marked down the second time through just because they struck me. Um, the very first moment that uh, Kristen Wiggs character walks out in heels, which is apparently a big plot part, uh, plot point is how well you can walk in heels. And she jumps up on the chair to avoid the water spilling from the thing. Yeah. We all get it, right? We get what happened here. Yeah. She wishes and now she's agile just like Wonder Woman. And then the yeah. janitor goes, "Wow, good thing you're so good in heels." And it's like that happens all the time in this movie where it's just like things are there's a moment where um oh uh um Pedro Pascal's character is having his, you know, moment or whatever and somebody calls him a loser and he's like I'm not a loser. You're a loser, and I'm just like it's just the dialogue in this movie is just all right there on the surface and like emphasizing things that it didn't have to, you know. It was like the movie doesn't like tell instead of show. It just shows and then it's like, well, baby, we better tell too, you know, um, because the the audience isn't going to get it. And it's just there's a lot of that in this movie. So I wanted to bring that up. Um, and that was that was pretty much it. That's all I I want to you know rag on the movie for until the next time I yeah. watch it.
2: Since we were talking about the special oh, effects. Oh, wow. You'll watch it again? <laughs>
0: I well, will. I, I may have to for my job, uh, so there's, there's, <laughs> oh, that, there's yeah. that element. I don't know.
2: Are there sins, though? No, I didn't see any. Really? I, d- I didn't uh, see a single
0: one. I don't know what you're talking about.
2: I only have one last thing for Wonder Woman, because we mentioned the special effects and agreed. I have no idea what happened there. The... the like what was the budget the budget was really good so i don't understand yeah you know was it a production issue post-production issue because some of the vfx was just like super weak and i I don't get how that is possible for a movie that like the first one made like a billion dollars so mm-hmm. you'd think um but that said some of the cinematography i thought was really good they shot it it looked like on i think super 16 and i loved the textures of things and like the like the kind of graininess a little bit to the to the film and like it was even though we didn't get to see her do a lot of wonder woman stuff it still felt elevated whenever it was like the just hanging out characters doing their thing it everything to me looked really cool and eye popping so you know may not have of- been noticeable for some people, but for me it was.
0: No, I love it. Let's in let's end on the positive, uh, because I feel like we've we've really been ripping uh, I have, at least personally.
2: Oh I, I do think <laughs> I, had I one do more think negative.
1: Visual... <laughs> <laughs> you have one more negative? Yeah. How can you not have that amazing Wonder Woman score in this movie? It <laughs> was in there. It was in there, it was I in didn't there hear twice. It. Yeah, it
0: was in there twice actually. Well, they they went to it twice. I loved it both times. I love I love that that sound that uh Whatever you would call it, that section, yeah, it's so good. Yeah, it's no, it's in the movie twice. Oh, so yeah,
2: it's not exactly the same. Like they don't lean heavy on the guitars. They did a little bit more orchestra with it, so it might have just totally flew. Mm. Yeah. Was a, uh, she made it invisible to just you, you know? well
0: and you also made it was I think <laughs> <laughs> it, it was during that cheetah scene uh, one of the times was at the beginning yeah. of the, the cheetah fight oh. so it may have been distracted by that uh, no but I, I do want to say dis, uh, despite how bad those you know that CG fight scene was I was impressed with the visuals at other parts um, not specifically talking about the CG but just the beauty of what was on screen and I was I love cool stuff you do with your powers or ob- like the catching the bullet with the whip i love that stuff like i'm not the guy that's like uh oh, that's ridiculous you could never do. like i think that is the coolest stuff and i and that's what you know that's one of the main things i love about superhero movies and this movie has that on occasion when it lets wonder woman really hum you know she does some great stuff and and i did enjoy that so there i said a nice thing i said a nice thing Good job, Eric. So I managed to do it. Uh, that's all we got for the one, uh, Wonder Woman Sif uh, Spoil. And uh, thanks, for, thanks for listening to me rant for a little bit. And uh, we'll catch you <laughs> on whatever the next Sif Spoil is.
1: Bye. Yeah. Bye.
3: Bye. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines.